I'm David Flint, and this is Take Back Your Country. Well, the dictatorship across Australia is really intensifying. Decisions are being taken without the usual checks and balances which we would expect in a democracy, and they're being taken without due process. Suddenly new laws are being made just by a minister, as has just happened in New South Wales. And like the East German Stasi, the New South Wales police are trying to establish an army of informers, people who will dob in other Australians. And this has been done with the blessing of the New South Wales Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, held out by some commentators as the gold standard in relation to not having lock-ins. And the QR code is everywhere. Yet Professor Graham Greenleaf, who is the expert on computer law, warns that there are a number of serious loopholes in relation to the QR code, and they can be used for identity theft, apart from abuse by government authorities. He's made recommendations on the public record for many months, saying that legislative action needs to be taken to protect Australians from the abuse of the QR code. And what has the government done? Absolutely nothing. Take the New South Wales government. Can we trust governments? Take the New South Wales government. Can we trust the New South Wales government? This is a government which, for example, has said that Australians, at least through the Premier, Australians are no good at manufacturing and that's why we have to buy ferries and trains from overseas. They bought ferries which began to rust. They brought ferries which, by their size, once they went under bridges on the Parramatta River, would have decapitated people who were sitting on the top deck. They do the same with trains. And they bought trains which are too wide to fit into the tunnels in New South Wales. Trust this government? The government, instead of buying trackless trams, they're the, they've been around for a number of years. You don't need tracks to lay trams anymore. They're called trackless trams and they work very well. They work as well as a tram on a track. Yet the Berejiklian government, the New South Wales government, spent four years, four years, more than four years, to lay a tram track, 19th century technology, down George Street, Sydney. And in the process, they certainly learned what to do with business. They bankrupted, they destroyed scores of businesses in George Street, Sydney. And that's not all. ICAC, 10 years ago, made a number of recommendations of making safeguards, putting into law safeguards against the corruptive risks in relation to lobbying. Now, lobbying is very big these days in government, and there are dangers of corruption in relation to lobbying. Yet for 10 years, the New South Wales government has not bring, brought in all of the recommendations that ICAC, the Independent Commission Against Corruption, recommended. 
And we've had some curious things going on in New South Wales. The decision to move the Powerhouse Museum from wonderful city land, valuable city land, without being told what was going to happen to that land, it was going to go to uh, flood-prone land at Parramatta. And that was never explained sufficiently for the New South Wales people to, to understand why you'd move a, a whole city museum to Parramatta instead of establishing, say, a, a Parramatta museum. And then very recently, we suddenly had an attempt by the New South Wales government to nationalise, to expropriate all the cemeteries run very well for all religions by the Catholic Church. Now, both of those suddenly came in, they went ahead, the government was very firm on them, but the outrage from the New South Wales population was such that both of those had to be dropped. And yet, although privatisation, privatisation of uh, the certification of building standards has proved to be an absolute disaster in New South Wales, the result being that you get jerry-built home units and people are not getting uh, the compensation that they should be getting in relation to that, and they should be being paid by the government which established this privatised certification, taking it away from the old building inspectors. Notwithstanding that disaster, the New South Wales government has effectively privatised the land titles office, that is, where the documents are kept, where the torrent system is kept secure in the state and suddenly it's gone into private hands. Trust this government? And the very worst example of failure by the government has been in relation to the schools because the curriculum in the schools seems to be under the control of neo-Marxists and in every area of education, including the methods of teaching, the result has been that the standards in our schools are falling constantly, so much so as with the rest of Australia. Australian students are slipping more and more behind those of comparable countries because of the politicians handing the schools over to the neo-Marxists. So the curriculum, the curriculum is not the curriculum you would expect. They're not being taught the values and histories of our civilization. They're being taught fake history and they're being taught in such ways that their standards in mathematics, in science and in literacy are lower than the countries to the north, to comparable countries in the OECD, and even in one respect, lower than Kazakhstan. Can you credit that? If a government can't do, deal with education, if they can't educate the children of this country so that they are up to the standards we used to have before billions weren't poured into education, that government is not really a government I would trust. So we have this situation, and now we have an outbreak in New South Wales. The reason why Australia has done better than other countries in relation to the death rate, and that's the thing that you really look at in relation to this virus, in relation to the death rate, we're better than a lot of other countries. Not as good as New Zealand, 
which has about a sixth of ours as a death rate per million. The reason why we've done so well is not because of the politicians. The reason we've done so well is because we are two islands and we're very remote. And if you're remote islands, you can protect yourself by closing the frontier. We haven't done that very well, admittedly. And in some cases, we haven't done what was absolutely important, that is, to look after the vulnerable. Because this is a disease which attacks the vulnerable, the elderly and the very sick. They are the vulnerable. They're the ones who should be protected. We saw what happened in Victoria. We saw what happened with the Ruby Princess. Governments have failed, but they have, to an extent, tried to improve. But they're all resorting to internal rock lockdowns. That is the communist method. A few years ago, we had a terrible, a terrible pandemic in this country. It went on for decades, and that was polio. It killed people, it killed children, it killed young people, it killed the old. And if it didn't kill you, it quite often left you terribly disabled for the rest of your life. People were in iron lungs for months or even years because they couldn't breathe. And people were crippled terribly. We didn't have a lockdown. We waited until there was a very effective vaccine. But these governments insist on these lockdowns, which are not necessary, whereas they should be concentrating on the vulnerable. So trust the New South Wales government. On the record, can you trust the New South Wales government? Can you trust any government in Australia? Australians, it's more than time to take back your country. Mm -hmm.